So have you met my friends Sandy and Wade over at the Getting Magnetic podcast yet? They're the type of people you want in your life. They talk business, life, love, and beyond. They, they lay it out on the table. They lay it out. Plus, their energy is contagious. So we'll drop a link to Getting Magnetic with Sandy and Wade down in the show notes. Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to another episode of Baran Meet Creator. Today, I have like a ton of topics for Sonia. So buckle up, buddy, because this is going to be a wild ride. I just told her before we press record that we're going to be talking about the new FTC uh, ad disclosure updates. So she's like frantically reading behind the scenes. But let me give you a little bit of, I'm going to give you an all, if you like it, like it, which is more more like just tea <laughs> that's happening on book talk right now. So basically I'm going to read this text from a friend that I got. Love it. Please do. <laughs> okay. So there's this girl on book talk and apparently book talk hates her because she's an outsider. This is a quote, an outsider who can basically, who basically just came in to monetize clearly based on her rates. And I'll tell you about her rates in just a second. It's the same energy as a guy picking up the most popular smutty fantasy romance and gaining 100K followers. It's that energy. So everyone hates her. So apparently, book talk is up in arms. I'm looking at a um, TikTok from Shani Reads right now that includes this girl's media kit, which has pricing on it. This is for Kiara Lewis, which is the girly that is getting canceled right now. She has a million followers on TikTok, 40K on Instagram, and she has these rates that look kind of like read an expert excerpt of the book on TikTok for 30 seconds for eight grand. Three TikTok reaction videos, 20 grand. So she's making the big bucks, but she also has a million followers. So I mean, I'm kind of not offended by her rates, but the problem is that no one is seeing any kind of ad disclosure on her posts. Mm -hmm. There's no hashtag ad, there's no paid partnership flags, and y'all know I feel like that is just the best way for the whole influencer, the whole creator economy to lose trust by the millisecond best way to lose trust stop disclosing your ads Sonia what do you think about this I mean first of all I feel like no offense to your friend but I feel like her text is giving a little bit mean girl like she has one million and she's monetizing like yeah if you had a million you'd be monetizing too honey like sorry (laughs) sorry she had a better business sense and she got there faster like I understand not everyone agrees in book talk like I don't know if there's some sort of wholesomeness to it. Sonia's such a New Yorker. You're a crazy person. You listen to sm- smutty books on your I do. freaking Audible. I do. <laughs> As everyone should. You're a wild woman. <laughs> Not that wild. The point is, every industry has people who figure out the code to going viral or cracking content. 
and they play it and they get there faster and then everybody else is mad. This is a, there's, I'm not this offended is the, by that. This is the same as people in the beauty industry who are mad at people who review and are like, oh my God, this is amazing. They're like really giving so it. Easy. They're really giving it to the camera or like people who show like extreme before and afters or whatever else. Like, yes, it's annoying, but did it work for them? Yes. So yeah, like I don't, I can't blame her for getting to her million by using shock value and now monetizing on it. Do I think that she should be disclosing when she gets paid by a book to review it? Of course, that goes into this FTC conversation that we're about to have. Like, if you are paid, you should have to disclose or she should have to at least say that, like, you know, this book was provided to me in sponsorship with X, Y, and Z, and I read it, and this is what I think. But right. I don't know I, that she deserves really, to be canceled. But then again, I have not watched the videos. I don't I'm not deep enough in book talk, I guess, to really understand the nuances. But it sounds to me like she's monetizing on a business that she built. Good for her. Not good for her. She should be disclosing when books are paying her to be promoted. Right. I, I think that's the biggest issue here. And I think everything else just feels like very up in arms but like that's tiktok right like tiktok extremes off of off of extremes so i would even go as far as to say like the people that are making these videos like this journalism about like what exactly she's doing like are using the same tactics right yeah i mean like in in the least judgmental way like looking at this like very unbiased i'd say they're doing the same thing Yes, tons of industries are doing the exact same thing that this person is doing, except for this can be whittled down to a single person. Also, the second that people start charging high rates and other people don't agree with it, they find a reason to tear them down, right? Like, is Mm -hmm. that an extraordinarily high rate? Yes, but clearly she has some sort of proof to back it up. $20,000 for three videos is a lot of money. But if those three videos will propel... 20,000 people to go download your book and put it on the map, as they say, then that's probably worth it. It, Books are not, I mean, books, I'm sure are trend driven in their own right. But I could read a book and then three years later, recommend it to Harley and then she could read the book, right? The, The life cycle is a lot longer in terms of recommendations and getting into book clubs and all of these things. So it just takes the beginning to start to teeter off and then everybody wants to read it. So I actually want to talk to you about those rates for a second. Mm -hmm. So I just went to Kiara Lewis 75 (laughs) and I'll drop her handle down in the, in the show notes. And she was really getting Mm -hmm. like two to 300 K views per video, like pretty consistently, like pretty, she has pretty solid reach, especially considering that um, TikTok views are all over the place. Oh yeah. Especially lately. Like I know so many girls that have, you know, a million followers, 150 K that are getting, <laughs> that's very different. You get my point. Yeah. They have a lot of followers uh-huh. and they're getting like a thousand views and they're like, I don't know what's happening. Like this is the same content or like I've tried a billion different things and like <sighs> there's, n- I can't crack it. So to see this girl getting that high of views do you think that that is worth eight grand for a 30 second book review? I do. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm not in the book industry, so I don't really know what marketing budgets look like, but I would say, sorry, what did you say her average views were recently? Like 200 to 300K. Yeah. I mean, where else? Hold on. Where's my cellular device here? Excuse me while I look. We need some market research. I, we need some data. I need to do the math here. But if you paid $8,000 for 200,000 views, that would be four cents per view. Tell me where else in the entire universe Nowhere. you would find Nowhere. exposure that inexpensive. Nowhere. 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 Even if... of those people or less converted to the book, which is a download or whatever purchase worth it, worth it. I worth it. Yeah. There's nowhere else. That's the thing. People are thinking like, Oh my gosh, that's such a crazy amount. It's so much money. It's not when you're talking about Facebook advertising costing over a dollar per view. I'm sorry. That oh means that God. you'd be spending $200,000 at the beginning to get that many views sometimes, right? Like that's the beginning of an ad cycle and then it goes down and then it goes down. But like the investment at the beginning is like you're burning through cash. So I dare anyone to spend $8,000 on someone who's getting 200,000 views and $8,000 in Facebook ads. And if you get the same conversion, the same amount of views, the same amount of everything, I'd be shocked. Come talk to us. Come <laughs> tell me what your secret is because I'm, I would, I'll I would be, on the spot. yeah, I would be <laughs> in disbelief that you could spend $8,000. And then we're talking like from scratch, right? Like $8,000 from scratch. If you already have a historical database of views and information on, you know, who you're trying to target and reach and all of this stuff, then yes, your Facebook ads can be more effective much more quickly, but we're talking apples to apples here. You're running an ad cold turkey on Meta versus you are paying $8,000 for a sponsored post with this woman. Yeah. And I think the three TikToks plus a book, a book, um, book club pick, I think she said she had 40 or 60, 40 or 60 people in her actual book club Uh plus three TikTok videos for 20K. It's Done. really a deal. Yes. It's a deal. Yes. Look at yes. us showing up to bat for this woman that everyone apparently is hating. But I'm telling you, that's a deal for a marketing company who has maybe $50,000 to start something for a book. What else are you going to yeah. do? What are you doing with $50,000? Okay. You know what? I started off this, if you like it, like it, saying I think this is just tea. But you know what? Kiara Lewis, getting your media deck out there, I like it. I know. If you like it, like it. I'm proud of her. And, okay, another thing I want to say about this woman that is (laughs) for her, Kiara, way to monetize off of the app and create a book club because that's where the real money is. If you want to be part of the book club and she recommends the book and she monetizes the group, 60 people automatically download the book instantly. Yep. They don't have a choice if they want to be part of the book club. Is that more than 5%? It's not, but like... It's not. It's not, but it's a good start. It's a good start. I mean, I would say like if you had 60 guaranteed purchases. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure she's going to continue to increase that number of people who are in her book club. Like, Oh, for sure. For sure. That's what, that's what every influencer should be looking to do. Yeah. You, you know what we need to do? We need to pick a winner of our reviews <gasps> on yes. iTunes. And they're all weird Apple 
Okay. Okay. All right. The Holy Grail for creators. Wait, I have, you're putting me on the spot. Hold on. I'm just going based off of clickbait, which is the first line. The first line. I'm going to have to go with the Holy Grail for creators. Hello. I cannot sing Harley's praise enough. Oh, this is just about you. Never mind. Skip. (laughs) 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 Kidding. Fine. I cannot sing Harley's praise enough. She is a wealth of knowledge and always willing to ask the questions we're all thinking. The guests are relatable and insanely impressive. Put on your hot girl walking fit and get to learning gals. I love that. Who, what's the username? Music is my middle name. July 6th. Love it. Music is your middle name. Come Mm -hmm. DM me and we'll send you a little swaggy baggy. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can pick out a feral girl, a feral girl merch item. Yay. Let's talk about the new updated FTC disclosure uh, rules because I I have a lot of thoughts and they're not all positive. So <laughs> a couple of the things that got updated, let me pull it up. Um, there's a lot within this disclosure or a lot within these new guidelines about like paid reviews Mm -hmm. like you are not supposed to edit customer reviews in a way that will likely distort what customers really think you're not allowed to upvote or downvote you're not allowed to um incentivize reviews for employees or post fake negative reviews by competitors things like that um which is great and fine and dandy but where i think we get off and it feels like it feels like someone that doesn't know the world of influencer marketing wrote this mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. now you're supposed to use hashtag ad on any affiliate post uh-huh. anytime you have the potential of making just a commission So that would be any like to know it post, any affiliate program, Amazon influencer, et cetera. And the reason that I think this is so gosh darn misleading is because people already think like, just like our Kiara Lewis story that, oh, you're making $8,000 per post. Like you, you're making too much money. Like that's not worth it. You're just, you know, making a ton of money from posting these silly little videos. And I look at this affiliate thing and I'm like, okay, but that person could be making zero cents. That person could be making realistically a dollar 15 from posting about their affiliate. Like it's not likely that an affiliate is actually going to bring in the big bucks. I mean, that's true. This, I mean, this is interesting. I highly recommend that everyone should be going to ftc.gov and looking for the latest updates. I literally Googled FTC. We'll drop it in the show notes down below. Is it common knowledge that social media influencers, bloggers, and other content creators are paid to tout products or that if you click on their links to buy a product, they will get a commission? It may be common knowledge that some of them get paid in this way, but others may have no connection to marketers who products they mention. They may not get a commission or anything else for the recommendations, which they may be making only because they believe in those products. 
it makes an important distinction, right? You're saying that like, oh, people who are using affiliate shouldn't have to use hashtag ad, but shouldn't they have to disclose that they're getting a commission, which is the same thing. So maybe, oh, a thousand percent. So you I think just you don't like the hashtag ad. Link. Sure. Okay. But I think it's very different to say I get a commission versus I get paid. Hmm. Correct. And I think, I mean, well, it is the same thing. You're getting paid. Yes, you're getting paid, but it's not the same. It is the it's same. It's not the same. It's not the FTC's not. job to negotiate that you're only getting a dollar per sale versus $100 per sale. That's not their fault. They have to make a blanket rule. And what if your commission was $100 per sale? What what says I you're making you know enough what? money to disclose? I don't even have a problem with whatever partner, like parade partner, brand partner, like that's fine to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's like, I just get some kind of ick about ad for affiliates. You know what the bigger issue is though? Gifted things. Gifted, that's not what you're supposed to do anymore. Mm. You are supposed to say hashtag ad. Okay. Interesting. If it's gifted. I mean, this does have a lot of interesting, like, back and forth. A lot of it is just around, if it's not common knowledge, then you have to disclose it. Like, it needs to be very clear to a lay person, to a very, like, general population to your, you know, 65-year-old, I don't know, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) that this is something that you're getting paid for. True, but this is not 100% clear. So it says, if you receive free products or other perks with the expectation that you'll promote or discuss the advertiser's products in your blog or social, whatever, they say blog, but the FTC Act applies to you. Bloggers who are part of network marketing plans, so that would be affiliate, where they sign up Mm -hmm. to receive free product samples in exchange for writing about them are also subject to to the FTC Act. So yes. this says so that if you receive- a marketing company, yes, you but have this to also, start using Yeah, but it, this also says if you receive free products with the expectation that you'll promote or discuss the advertiser's products mm-hmm. on your blog. So that's then on the brand because if a brand says, I'll send this to you for free, do it with you will, like it's open-ended. There's not a specific, hey, you need to promote this in exchange for a free product. To me- it's not applicable. You're doing it upon your own free will. Mm. That's the interpretation that I see here. And maybe that's a legal loophole. I don't know, but it says that- That feels like gray area to me. I think it is gray area, but I'm just saying. Well, no, I think that's good. I Okay. So gifted is kind of gray area. As Mm -hmm. long as you are not being told- There is an expectation for content. Correct. Which I think is something that happens on a lot of platforms that micro influencers Mm -hmm. are signing up to today, which is part of the reason why I'm anti-platform is because in those platforms, a lot of brands and the platform themselves are pressuring the people who are receiving the gifts to do a mandatory post. And that is perpetuating poor reviews and inauthentic content. I, yeah, I totally agree. What do you think about network marketing? Because I think, I think it's, uh, yeah, I just have like a weird feeling about that. Because if you are part of an affiliate program, part of a network marketing company, if you want to make sales, you are going to post about it. So regardless of them saying you have to do X, Y, and Z, 
Like there is conversations with whether it be your upline or, you know, seminars that the network marketing company is having about how to actually build your, your business. You're going to be posting about it. So that's hashtag ad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or I don't know if it has to be hashtag ad specifically. They're not saying it. It just says it needs to be disclosed. So that's our one part. Exactly. Monet partner. Yes. Like I think that saying hashtag ad, even on a commissionable link, whether this is a network marketing or not, that that is enough. Like disclosure mm-hmm. means that you are being honest and open with your community that you receive monetary funds, whatever that might be, in exchange for what's been posted or that you could potentially receive them by posting this link or item. It's not, I'm not seeing anywhere and I haven't been through everything with a fine tooth comb yet, but I'm not seeing anywhere where it says the disclosure has to be hashtag ad. So it goes into that a little bit deeper, I think later in it, where it says these are the terms that are unacceptable because they're not commonly recognized by Mm -hmm. general population. So they said that, I think affiliate was one of them where they said this is not a generally recognized term. Gifted is not a generally recognized term. PR, not a generalized recognized, generally recognized mm. term. Interesting. Uh, uh, there was another one like collab, not a generally recognized term. So, you know, I have no problem with the disclosure. It's like how you're, how you're making disclosure happen. It's the execution. Sure. I mean, I do really think, I do really think that it just is going to proliferate like, oh, you're getting paid for everything. Mm. No, you're not. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I mean, this, it it does give a lot. I highly recommend people go to the link because it gives a lot of very specific examples um, about being an ambassador, about being gifted, Mm -hmm. about posting to YouTube. This talks about like reviewing local restaurants or local companies. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting example that they give. I'm an influencer and a company sent me a free product, which I posted about. If I buy more product of the, if I buy more of the product with my own money and continue using it, Can I post about it without disclosing that the company once sent it to me for free? And this says, if you have an ongoing relationship with a brand, you should still disclose that relationship even if you buy the brand's product yourself. If you receive nothing but a free product to try and are now buying it with your own money, it seems unlikely that your viewers would care that you initially received the product for free. That said, transparency with your viewers is always a good choice. For example, a couple of months ago, X, Y, and Z gave me free this, and I loved it so much that I kept buying it with my own money. See, to them, that's the disclosure. Yeah. Like they're giving the disclosure. But that's a there. lot. That's a lot to a month later be like a couple months ago. Yeah, but this they are. Company gave this yeah, but they're, but they're making a good point about the transparency with their viewers. And that is a good sentence to include. If somebody gifted you something and you went back and you rebuy it, bought it with your own money, that shows a very high, like this is an excellent product. Now, if, sure. if you're talking about this and you're saying, I went back, I bought it with my own money. Here's where you can go buy it. And that link that where you're sending people to go buy it earns you commission, then yes, you need to disclose that that link earns you commission. Do you have to say hashtag ad? I don't think so, but you do have to disclose that you will make money if they purchase off that link somehow. If you're really consistent with disclosing all of the time, like it's going to be second nature. 
people I think who are really scared of disclosing don't disclose with consistency, like every single link, like, you know, that mm. this link I make commission, because there's plenty of people that I watch their stories and they remind people every single time this link I'll make commission. If you buy off of it, would love if you did. If not, totally cool. I really like this product, whatever else. So that's why I'm putting it up. Like people who are mentioning it over and over and over again, it's almost like it becomes gray noise, white noise, white noise. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's like the viewers don't even realize it's happening anymore. It's when you don't disclose yeah. anything and then all of a sudden you have a paid partnership. Everyone's like, oh, this is paid. Like what else are they doing paid? What up? You know, it's like all right. of a sudden. I think that's a I think that's a really good point is like what language can you get into? Can you start adding to your content just a little bit more? Sure. How can you be just a little sure. bit more clear? Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, like, I got this thing, mm-hmm. like I was gifted this, they sent me this thing. Yeah. Agreed. You do have to, like, they they were really strict. And this came up a couple of years ago with a TikTok lawsuit. Um, is you're supposed to add the word add onto the video itself, not just in the caption. Uh-huh. They want to see it on the video. I think that's fine. So many people put partnership on the video. Do you think it's going to perform worse? No, I just think people don't do it. Yeah, no, agreed. I don't think people do it enough. Right. That's. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of these things. Like, I don't have any problem with disclose. Like, disclose everything, but it's that people don't do it. And there was some clause in it that that said, you know, it's the responsibility of the agency and the brand to ensure that this is happening as well. So they're putting the onus on not just the influencer, but the brand and the agency that are also approving all of this content, which I thought was a really valuable thing. Mm -hmm. But it also told me as an agency owner that I need to go to all of my clients and say, hey, 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 here's this training that I actually am requiring you to watch. This is something that we all need to be doing Mm-hmm. And we are no longer going to be allowing you to not put this thing, this little caveat, this language in your whatever. Yeah. I think the more that creators disclose as frequently as possible, the less weight it will carry. Yeah. And it, I wish people would stop talking about like, oh, well, when I put ad or when people know it's an ad, it always tanks. Like, it doesn't always tank because I've seen plenty of ads that do really well. And if it always tanked, brands would stop paying for it. Like if it always tanked, people would stop doing it. Like does it perform as well as your organic content? Maybe not. But then maybe that's a reason for you to step back and be like, yeah, but also maybe that's a reason to step back and be like, number one, was this aligned with the other things that I talk about? And number two, did I deliver it in a way that fits with my organic content? Mm -hmm. Because I think if you're honest with yourself, a lot of the times you're not. And maybe the brand, you can say the brand wanted too much control, whatever else. It's Mm -hmm. your responsibility to control what goes on your channel at the end of the day, not the brand. That's true. We had an interesting situation the other day at the agency Mm -hmm. um, where the brand or the agency, it wasn't the brand, um, gave us these very salesy key points that they wanted in the video. And they're all spoken. So at this point, you have a, you know, 45 second long video that you're like, 
rushing to get all of these key points uh-huh. into, we're cramming them all in. We executed the video, sent it through to them, and then they said, we wish that this would be more genuine. Like, we want this to feel more genuine. Sure. And, you know, that's hard because when you send through a ton of key points like that, how? (laughs) Yeah, but don't you think it's like before it even gets recorded, like, you know that it's not going to be possible. Yeah, before it even gets recorded, there should be a conversation like, listen, I'm telling you now this many salesy points number one is not going to sound authentic and number two probably isn't going to perform well if you are hearing what i'm saying and you still want it done this way we will do it this way but i advise that we pick three and we deliver them like this and you rewrite them and then the brand decides and it's in writing and then once they see it and it's inauthentic you can say please see my previous email where i warned you that this was going to be an issue the reshoot is this amount of money (laughs) right cut it and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that is the like, hard part. We've talked about that so many times, like ask the question, but I think that's the problem too, is like when yeah. a brand gives you specifics like that, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, specifics, here we go. I still think that when like, the brand gives specifics, you, you have the opportunity to push back if you know those specifics totally. are not going to work out. Like I want totally. a thing in 15 seconds, but I want you to say all this, like, it's not going to work out. It's not going to be good content or I can't get it done that way. This is what I propose we do instead. This is just a reminder to anyone listening. Like if you have a red blaring flag as you go to create the video, even if you've started creating and you're like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, this feels weird because that's the thing too with creating is like, sometimes you don't have that immediate response of like, oh, this is too much. Sure. Like it doesn't pop up until you actually start filming or start editing. If you have that response, speak up, raise your hand, go to the brand and ask a question and Mm -hmm. even do it in multiple takes so that you have multiple options to be like, Hey, okay, I'm not reshooting again. Here's the ways that we can do this. This came really naturally to me. Like I have this extra footage um, that we can splice together. Agreed. And I talked a lot about this in my solo episode to help you avoid to listen to your solo episode (laughs) and to help people avoid the reshoot and get rehired again. That was the whole theme of the episode. And I said, speak up, ask for the call, ask the questions, raise your hand, like show that you are invested in the success and you will get rehired. And at the end of the day, yes, it is up to the brand, but it's also up to you. And maybe it's not the right fit or you know it's going to do poorly. You can still give it a try, but then don't come back and be like, well, my ads never do well. It's If you don't say anything and you know it's going to do poorly, whose fault is it? It's not the brand's fault to know like what's going to resonate with your thing. I mean, they should, but at the same time, not everybody does. And part of it is like a learning experience for both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's a tough position to be totally in and agree. I get it, but like we've been talking about, it takes experience and until you have management to help guide you through it and advocate for you, you have to learn how to advocate for yourself and you have to be aware and alert as to what works for your 
channel for your followers, which means analyzing both paid and organic content. Because until you get paid partnerships, all you have to go off of is what did work and what didn't work organically, which is why I always tell people don't archive things that flopped, don't delete things, because how else are you going to know? Like when you go back and you look and finally you get a paid campaign, you're going to know, okay, well, when I address things this way first, it did not work well. But when I did it this way first, it did work well. We have to be, we have to stop being so darn scared of the flop. Like I think the the term shadow banned is like thrown around too loosely. Like you're not shadow banned. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just August. Like no one's on their phone. I can't see my phone in the sun. Like it's so true. Yeah. Of course that posted poorly. They're at the beach. Like yeah. they're away. <laughs> and like, we're think about it in business terms, which is why I always tell people like you should need to understand the business world to be a really good creator. Right now, people are starting to get hyped up for holidays, right? They're not spending as much. They're not doing as many sponsored posts because they're saving their money for what really counts, which is converting towards the holidays. And the apps are doing the exact same thing. TikTok is pushing TikTok shops. Instagram is pushing threads and new features. Like everybody is doing something to prepare for the fourth quarter so that they get the most amount of spend. They get the most amount of money to their app. So that is what is happening. Like there's always shifts happening in the middle of the summer. And what Harley is saying is right as well. Like consumer behavior, people are on vacation. They're spending more time with their kids because the kids are not in school there. There's like a million things that are going on that are more important than social media right now to so many people in the world. I love that we have both of those perspectives where I'm like, I just can't see my phone. And you're like, (laughs) holiday content it's true i'm like because i'm not at the beach somewhere in the sun like unable (laughs) to see my phone (laughs) we can all live that life (laughs) yeah i'm not on european summer vacation like everybody else this summer but sorry so you know what i want to do let's let's wrap this up i think we need to uh film a part two and talk about tiktok shop tiktok Tip top shops, <laughs> TikTok shops. Yes, TikTok shops. All of the things that are coming on the platforms um, or that are being pushed on the platforms, might I say. So, okay, what is your takeaway from all of these changes? My takeaway is that if you were doing it regularly, it wouldn't be such an outrageous ask. If you're reading mm-hmm. these things and you're like, oh my God, I have to disclose all of this, like, why weren't you doing it before? Maybe you don't love the language that they're asking for, but like, why weren't you having that honest conversation at the beginning? And I think it's because people are scared. There's, there is so much fear mongering in this industry. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And all of it has to do with like performance and making money. And if you let go of those fears and you're just the most honest person, people gravitate to that because there's plenty of people making very good money on these apps, Kiara out there. Kiara. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of other people too who are disclosing every single thing. And I know she's not disclosing everything, but you know what I mean? There's plenty of people out there who are disclosing every link, every partnership, everything that was gifted, and they're making plenty of money. So security is out there. Yes. I, I think that that really is a push to you. If you're feeling that like fear in your chest of 
you know, what will happen? What will happen if I put ad? What will happen if I do whatever? Then that's your sign. That's your signal to talk about it more. Like how can you throw in that little language of like, they sent me free product. Like instead of I got, which vague is vague. Yeah. It's gray area. I got, (laughs) I got sent (laughs) is what it really is. And I Mm -hmm. see that all the time. So how can you clarify your language and just be a little bit more forward and forthright about your disclosure? Because again, like I will scream from the rooftops, like the more disclosure influencers have used, the better this industry will be, the more trust we will have from our communities and audiences. 100%. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Brand Meat Creator. The voice has to come out anytime I'm like introing or exiting. Um, If you love this episode, we would so appreciate if you left us a review to drown out the people telling us that we don't know what we're talking about. Um, But if you are the person, I know (laughs) I'm far too dramatic for my own good. If you are one of, if you were the person that left us that wonderful review, come find us on Instagram so that we can send you a little gifty. Music is my middle name. Music is my middle name. I'm sure you don't even know what your handle is because you set that in 2005. It's <sighs> fine. <laughs> we'll find you. But you'll have to catch up to hear more about TikTok shops. You'll have to catch us on part two. 